Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome to the week. Weekend wagers. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have you some great cash, homie. Everybody, hope you're having a great uh, long weekend. Happy 4th of July weekend to all my friends in America. And my buddy George Kurtz hanging with Joe at the fish market. Now we're hanging with weekend wagers with me, Cam Stewart, George Kurtz, Sean Angle. Hopefully everyone's having a great day. We'll get you set up for the gambling board today. Lots of breaking news in the world of basketball, too. We thought uh, this was probably going to go down on Sunday, but Kawhi Leonard to the Clippers, not the Lakers with LeBron, to the L.A. Clippers, and not just that, they signed up Paul George, too, and it's funny how their odds went from 40 to 1 down to 20 to 8, and today at most places, either like plus 250 and 3 to 1. It looks like uh, they're building a super team with the Clippers. George, how you doing there, buddy? Crazy, crazy things going on, and hope you're having a nice long weekend with the fam. Yeah, especially uh, Independence Day here uh, in the United States. Uh, good, good barbecue. Yankees take care of business beating the Rays. There, we got the World Series of Poker. I'm, I'm a poker guy, so I've been watching the World Series of Poker. I got a buddy who's uh, playing it, a very good buddy, and he survived day one. He got 125 k nice. in chips. Yeah, he survived. He's uh, played poker with him many times. He's uh, he's he's a good poker player. He's a gambler. He is a he's the one of the guys I tell you about. You would love hanging out with the gamblers on everything. And he's 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 not what I would call a strategic poker player. He's a gambler. He'll put you to the test. It's funny you mention that, George, because I, I, I don't play poker. I'm a blackjack guy, but I know a lot of poker players. Gabe and I used to have Daniel Negreanu and all these guys on our show because want to know why? Yeah, poker players, I don't know what it is. They are the hardest core gamblers you'll ever meet. They play $10,000 holes in golf and this, that. You're right. Like, these guys who play poker, they'll bet on anything. They'll bet on two cockroaches, turtles, anything. Like, you know, if you kind of like what Mo Sislak says, hey, Homa, if it moves, you can bet on it. And that's what these poker guys they're they're like the hardest core gamblers i've ever met and talked to it's crazy oh great you always hear stories about it you imagine they bet on everything and they make they make each other do silly things too i remember there was one bet i think i've seen uh, famous poker players where the guy had to wear the same shirt for three you know a full year 365 <laughs> days had to wear the same shirt and i think the bet was like a million dollars that he wouldn't do it wow and he, he did it uh, should i do it too for a million dollars i'd wear the same crap every day too i think that'd be in tatters before i would take it off but they they, they uh it's just different people, man. They bet on everything. Hey, you got the money you can afford to do it. Fine. Go out and have some fun. But, uh, yeah, but World Series of Poker, they're still in day one here. So we'll see who gets crowned the champ there. I am a poker player. I enjoy poker. I enjoy blackjack, too. But to me, blackjack, you're sort of told what to do, Cam. You yeah. Know, the dealer has six, you know, you hit. And that's, I think you could, force, you could uh, force action, George, but it's not the same. Like Because, you know what I mean? Like, say you got fours and they have a bus guard. You can either, you know, double it for an eight. 18 usually because there's more tens or you can split them up like there's certain 50 50 decisions but you're right for the most part almost every hand you get dealt if i see a face card with a dealer and i got 12 i'm hitting on it i hit i even hit 16s against faces i tell tell people you know what you're gonna right, lose anyway here. you gotta do it if you're gonna and, and another thing about blackjack that really drives me nuts when i go to the casino with people is don't do it on a limb. Don't do it like one time. Don't like, oh, I'm going to wave off the 16 because it didn't work next time. It's kind of stupid. It could like, you know, do the same thing consistently, right. win or lose. It's either going to be your day or not your day. It's kind of like people. Well, that team screwed me the night before, so I'm not going to bet them all. That's dumb logic. Teams win four games in a row, five games in a row. You know, it's almost ridiculous to be thinking like that. Oh, they screwed you, so you're not betting on them again? That's nuts. And uh, yeah, but you're right, though. Poker's a lot more. The thing is, George, you've, you've known me. I'm not a very good liar. I got a really red face, so I'd have to wear a costume, disguise, <laughs> glasses, makeup. Like, I've played poker before, but people used to get my tells because of excessive sweat, uh, changes to the face. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'd have to come in with a balaclava or a mask. So uh, it's really not uh, very comfortable when, when I play 
played poker. Lost a lot of money. <laughs> you have to be like Phil Locke, man. We got to get you a big sweatshirt. So you just, uh, as soon as you're in a hand, you just you know, pull, pull the hood over, pull the string, and they can't see you anymore. Now, there are certain poker players who can read. They can read the vein in your neck if it's pumping and what yeah. that means. I, I'm not that. I'm a numbers guy. I'm a, I'm a percentages guy. I know all my percentages. I know my odds. Just like you know, the same as anything else. I play the odds. If the odds tell me I should, uh, if I should go all in or I should play the hand, I play the hand. If not... I'm out. It's really that simple. And I'm a patient guy. I have no problems. If I'm getting crap, we've all played cards. You get crap for hours sometimes. Then I'll fold. I'll just be patient and play. wait for the next hand. You're absolutely right. And uh, you know what the thing about the World Series of Poker is, George? You can bet on it. Is there any, like, good bets that, uh, you know what I mean, if you're not going to bet on, but some advice? Like, is there a couple guys that you look at go, maybe uh, they're a nice price? Like, I know it's usually the same suspects, but once in a while, some of these uh, newcomers, they get hot, they get on Tootsie Roll for a while, and, the, and then they can win, right? So have you ever bet on, like, a player that you go, I really like this guy's value, or you just kind of watch it and feel it out? I just kind of watch. I don't know. Uh, I'm looking at my site now. I didn't even look at the site to see if there's anybody to bet on the World Series of Poker. I'm checking now if they have anything on the World Series. I mean, in the World Series, there's 8,000 entrances in the main That's event here. Right? That, that's psychotic here. Yeah, my thing does not have anything on uh, the World Series of Poker. No, so I can't bet on it. Uh, World Series, no, I'm surprised. Not, not, not anything. No, no props or anything. No, nothing hmm. there. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I, no, I couldn't bet on it even if I wanted to. But uh, it's, to me, it's fun. I mean, I watch it. I mean, I know that's, I don't know if that's sad or what, but I'm, I'm watching it now while we're doing the show. I, t- I recorded last night's uh, action on ESPN, so I'm, I'm watching that. I just enjoy watching the play, the banter. Uh, of course, I like the pros. Daniel Negreanu is, uh, is a fun guy. A big hockey fan, too, Daniel Negreanu. Oh, yeah. So uh, he's a fun guy to, to watch. Uh, Phil Locke, who I mentioned, and several other pros. I'm wondering when Phil Helmuth will make his appearance here as generally he likes to make a grand entrance and phil ivy who's considered one of the top poker players in the world if not the back that is hardcore he, he lasted hardcore. less than an hour though he looked uh wow. he looked like he was aggravated yesterday because like i said there's eight thousand people so to fit all these people they i think he was in a converted bowling alley that's where he they drew you know they just drew lots and he got drawn there and he looked like he i'm phil ivy i'm playing in a converted bowling alley and he looked like he couldn't wait to get out of there Ten thousand means nothing to him you know, yeah, so uh, he he uh, he banked out in uh, under an hour. He was gone, and he made it was a terrible play by him too. Where it just looked like he had somewhere to go, and he didn't care. Yeah, I well, I've seen Phil Ivey before bet more than ten thousand dollars on a hole of golf. You know what I mean? So if this is $10,000 to him and it's not, he's not really feeling it, he'll definitely take a walk, George. Yeah, so yeah, no, I'll, keep, I'll keep on top. I'll keep on top. It's funny, uh, Daniel Negrano, I do a, another hockey uh, podcast with my buddy Brian Blessing. He works uh, part-time for VEASAN down south, the Vegas Syndicate there. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, they, they got to know each other because um, he's a huge guy. He used to do the pregame show for the Buffalo Sabres, was basically their color guy, their broadcaster. He did all sorts of stuff, studio host. And now Negrano comes on his show a lot of the time. Just to talk uh, Vegas Knights hockey. Maybe I'll try to get him on our show. Uh, he knows him a hell of a lot better than me. I've just been on shows with him, but uh, that'd be a good get because you could talk poker with him and we could talk hockey. Double double win. Yeah, I've conversed with him on Twitter a couple of times. He answers. Uh, he does answer uh, questions on Twitter about hockey, not about poker, because uh, he's a huge Vegas Golden Knights fan, also a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. I know everybody always asks him the same question. Well, if the Vegas Golden Knights and Maple Leafs uh, <laughs> meet in the Stanley Cup, who are you going to root for? He must have gotten that question a thousand times. Yeah, it's like I mean, really a thousand heard times. That, heard that one before, guys. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Come on, get original, right, George? What, uh, what happened at the, the fish market today? What, are you and, uh, what were you and Joe uh, chatting about? I heard Galena's voice in the background. I always uh, miss Joe. But football season's around the corner. So what's going down there, George? Well, for us, uh, the Scott Fishbowl, uh, 1,200 teams, uh, that, that drafts, the drafts start on Monday. Uh, I have the 11th pick overall in my division. Uh, so that's, that's a big thing we're talking about. The first, uh, probably the first real draft I'm involved in this season, I believe, uh, as far as not, non-Dynasty League. Uh, so that starts on Monday for everybody. And uh, yeah, he told me Ezekiel Elliott not going to get suspended. Uh, good news for fantasy owners and yeah, for great, those great Cowboy news. fans, which I am. Great One, news. Yeah, not surprised. I, I didn't think he would get suspended. Not for that. That being said, he's still an idiot. Uh, I mean, really, get, get, get control of yourself, man. I mean, yeah, really, no, get I, I, love, I love at the end of the story, I will try not to put myself in compromising positions. Yes, that's that's a good start. Like, don't I don't care if you're at a concert and a guy calls you a dick or whatever. Just, you know what? And my tip, George, as I always say, stay stay closer to home. Like, right, right, Kurtz, like you, like, do find some guy. He won't want to do the insulation in the attic, but find a buddy to do it. Just give him a project. You stick around.
around, play Nintendo on your stupid TV, do whatever the hell you want, but don't go out in public and uh, uh, try to avoid alcohol when you go in public if you need to. Those are, those are good tips. In my mind, you have to realize everybody is a walking camera. Right, we oh, all yeah. have it, and they they all know who you are. Ezekiel Elliott is very recognizable with the hair and all that. We all know who Ezekiel Elliott is, and you know as soon as you walk into a club, bar, restaurant, whatever it is, or out in a, whatever, the cameras are going on. Even if you're not doing anything, the cameras are going on. All right, so you can't beat, you can't be stupid. But in this case, he got into a fight with his girlfriend, and I guess the security guard approached, and he pushed the security guard down. I mean, stupid. Stupid. Hey, it's stupid to get a fight with your girlfriend in public anyway. And then yeah. they push a security guard down. You know that's going to be recorded. And you know it's recorded. You're out, you're out in public. So it's just dumb in my mind. Uh, you're going out drinking? Hire a – nothing wrong with that. I, it's, I don't drink, but there's nothing wrong with it. Hire yeah. a driver. Well, you Hire told one of your me. friends. Hire when me. When you told me the NFL has a service where they'll, like, pick you up anyway. Right. It's free. It's amazing. Like, regular people don't get those services. I'm paying $60 for an Uber when I got to come back down when I uh, go to party in the city and do all that stuff, right? So these guys are not only rich, they also get a free driving service. If you don't use it, you're a stooge. Like, come on. You just an idiot for something like that. Even if you didn't want to use, because maybe maybe you're going to be too drunk to call. Hire some. Hire one of your buddies. Listen, I'll give you three hundred dollars just to just hang out with me tonight. You drive me home. Hang out in the car. Be a chauffeur. You can hire me. I'll do it. No problem. I'll I'll tell you, George. If I was an athlete, I'd have a buddy who's like basically my golfer, and he's my guy. He's kind of on call. If he's got other things to do, $100 here, $200 here, grab this, pick up that, make life easy when things, you know what I mean? And that, you'd be happy to do that type of thing, man. I, I think it's I think it's ridiculous that they don't. I wanted to go through uh, something with you, George, that I saw too. I know a lot of people, people are getting ready. I just got my announcements for my uh, NFL drafts and stuff like too. Probably going to be in about three or four leagues this year, but also saw a story uh, from a betting perspective here with Mitch Trubisky. Um, 2000, 2019 MVP bet this guy went on the tote board in Vegas at the Westgate at 200 to one. And I guess a lot of people from Chicago, they like to go to Vegas and uh, smash bets. He's down to 50 to one. They had an interview with Jay Cornegay from the Westgate saying the most action George they have on the MVP bet is uh, Mitch Trubisky. I guess people are trying to hit a home runs after the St. Louis blues won the Stanley cup at nice odds, but uh, he wasn't really a guy that was on my radar there, but moving a number from 200 to 50, that's pretty significant. That's a big move. That's a huge move. I know, a it's huge insane. move I know. that he's going to go to uh, all of a sudden uh, <laughs> four times lower than that. Listen, I like Trubisky. I do. I doubt he wins the MVP. But I, I, I told you it won. Why not? Why not take a shot? It's a quarterback, exactly. right? Odds exactly. are a quarterback's going to win. There's only 32 of them. And we know of the 32 quarterbacks, you could probably eliminate 10, 12 of them that they have no chance Maybe in Maybe even hell. more. And Trubisky's yeah. not. And the Bears are good. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. And the Bears are good. So Trubisky's not one of the guys you can eliminate. He does have a shot. It is a quarterback. I, I'd be... Very surprised that a quarterback doesn't win MVP. They do almost all years. Uh, do I think it'll be him? No. I assume Mahomes was going to uh, put up better numbers. You know, Aaron Rodgers will be there. Matt Ryan, I think, will be in consideration, too. I think he's going to put up big numbers. Uh, the Sean Watson as well. Uh, but that being said, at 2-1, I don't mind at all. Take a shot at it. You have, almost have nothing to lose there. You, know, you put 50 bucks on it. <laughs> That's a lot of money you could have won. 50-1, to one, I'm not quite as happy about it. I know we took uh, action, and we'll go through these uh, throughout the weeks in the show, George. We'll start to, like, uh, talk about some teams, maybe go through all the divisions as we get closer to the NFL season. But uh, other than pulling the trigger on the Bengals and the Broncos, have you done anything else? That's what I've done. I've done a couple. The bets I've made is Jacksonville under, but I got a really good number. Cincinnati under six and a half. I think it was Denver was crazy at six and a half. Have you done anything else? Like looking at the news story saying, you know what, that's something I'm going to attack. Are you going to wait a little bit to build the bankroll and then smash it before the season starts? Oakland's another one I've hit the under. Yeah. I don't like oh, doing yeah. two teams in the same division for the under, but the, the schedule is brutal. And I don't think Oakland's a bad team. I don't think they're a bad team. I think they're building the right way. They it's are. just all about the schedule. It, but that yeah. schedule is rough, man. The schedule is rough. Uh, so I'm, I'm not liking Oakland at all. I think I, I, it's unusual. I, I haven't kept track, Cam, in past years. I, I, but this year I seem to be hitting more unders. Yeah, me I, too. I'm not as, I, I'm not as I've not taken on one unders. over. I've done all. I, that's so funny you mentioned that. Like, and I think that's the way to attack it. No, I usually like the unders too. And 
With Cincinnati, they lost their first-round draft pick, Jonah Williams from Alabama, one of the best linemen in the draft, the first guy. He, he's gone. He's out for the season, so we like that. We already thought they were going to be tanking. Uh, I, I think I think when you really break it down, it's smarter to do unders and overs because you usually have, George, when it comes to the news, bad stories rather than good stories, injuries, injuries, and more injuries, then we can bet accordingly. Overs are a lot harder to bet than unders. I, I like to lock in my unders before I take the overs. No, I'm with you. I'm with, it's the same uh, philosophy why people don't take unders because you have to wait to win, right? You always have to wait. Yeah. Always you can win right away. So that's why I think that's why people. It's just it's it's in your your mind here. Oh, if I take it over, I can win in week ten or something silly like that. Where an under, I have to wait generally to the end of the season or the end of the game if you take it under in a game. And I understand that. I do. But that being said, I want to win. And uh, the unders just seem to be a smarter place. What I do is what we've been doing. I go through a schedule. I go, go with mm-hmm. the record. If I'm more than two games. Up or down from what the the over under is, well then I like it. Then that's probably where my money's going to go. If I'm three or four, my money's definitely going there. You know, when I look at Denver, Cincinnati, and Oakland, uh, Cincinnati's not even playing to win this year. They want to win that. Yeah. They, they want to tank. They want. I think I'm going to smash Cincinnati. I might put even more on it, George. Like I, 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 I don't know. I know these guys are talking. Oh yeah, without injuries, AJ Green saying they make the playoffs. I can't see this team winning more than four games. And they got to win seven to win the bet, which is way too high. I don't, and Vegas usually doesn't screw up, and New Jersey doesn't screw up, but I don't like those numbers. Well, I can tell you one thing. I'm not betting the L.A. Clippers at 3-1, to one, down from 40-1 to one with this uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard news. Gabe's going to freak out. Uh, weekend wagers. We'll go through the news stories on the way back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to Weekend Wagers. I'm Cam Stewart along with my boy George Kurtz. Hopefully George is still on fire in the baseball board. We'll go through the numbers, uh, our best bets of the day, everything in between, talking a little NFL. And, yeah, just uh, want to get to uh, the stories of the day there, George, too. Some uh, some good news stories, some bad news stories, but uh, a horrible story out of Cleveland. We talked about um, Carlo, Carlos Carrasco and uh, diagnosed with leukemia. I know there have been some... Uh, Weird happenings with the, the Cleveland pitchers, the injuries, all sorts of weird stuff. But a horrible, horrible story for Carlos Carrasco there, George. Diagnosed with leukemia. He's a young guy. Yeah, you know, he didn't see that one coming. Uh, it's funny. My wife is actually a cancer nurse. She works in the, uh, the oh. cancer unit. So I, I, haven't had, I haven't had a chance to talk to her about it, what it means. Although uh, Carrasco said he expects to pitch again this season. So hopefully they get that under control. But, uh, yeah, that was something uh, we didn't see coming. You know, I mentioned earlier, uh, talking with uh, Joe, that uh, it just lets you know, athletes are just like us. You know, they're everyday players. They have everyday problems. You know, just because they're rich and they're playing a baseball game or a football game or a basketball game doesn't mean they get to avoid stuff like this. You know, it does mean you probably get the best of treatment. And you hope uh, hopefully they get it under control for them. But uh, uh, certainly not something we were expecting. Tyler Skaggs passed away earlier this oh, week. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, right? we I mean, talked after that. Like, that was just... I don't even know where to begin with that, George. 27 years old, apparently from all the reports, too. Like, a uh, really cool guy. Like, one of the nicest guys on the team. Like, had time for everybody. And, uh, wow. Like, I, I, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, the only Jays game that I went to was when Skaggs was pitching, actually, which is kind of really weird. Um, I, I don't even know. Like, third, we just heard the story, but it's horrible, man. Like, 27 years old pitching. And then just the circumstances around it were really, really weird, too. Just horrible. I mean, it's, it's awful. I mean, it, it's just awful. Uh, I know I heard at the hockey rink that he passed away. It's like, you you, don't, you almost don't believe it. It's like, what? I know. This really then you know, Teddy Bruschi had another stroke. Uh, True. Yesterday, and he's recovering. So it's just like, uh, yeah, a lot of things you don't want to hear in the news this week that take, takes away from the games. You know, games are fun. That's what games should be. They're fun. You know, you don't want to hear Skaggs passing away. Carrasco's got leukemia. Teddy Bruschi has a stroke. Know. You know, that, that takes away because then you realize, you know, it's reality. It's not just fun and games. There is reality involved as well. Yeah, there's all like, yeah, just just a weird week on the then the earthquake at the L- L.A. Dodgers San Diego game. That's nuts. But uh, to the lighter side, I guess uh, the 
the, the we haven't talked there, George. The Mets affiliate, though, uh, with the fireworks, they almost burnt down the field. Like we talked about the Mets before, and then I'm like, what the hell, St. Lucie? And they they're bang, 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 bang. They got the fireworks, and then you see like the fire in the background. It's like these guys are just like they're the gift that keeps on giving. Like I I I, I gotta love it if you're a newspaper or a journalist <laughs> covering the Mets. It's like man. You got. You could write. You could write a book. It's beautiful. Was there any? Was there any better image of the Mets season than when they put St. Lucie's on fire? I mean, that was great. Did you see the? There's something I think it was on Facebook. There, uh, a fireworks factory caught fire. They had things blowing up. It's like holy god! It was a fun thing to watch. I mean, Roman candles are going off and all the, uh, yeah, everything else is on fire there. But the Mets. I mean, think about the Mets. You made a trade for Cano. And uh, Diaz, and that looks like it's going to be a horrific nightmare. Kalanick looks like he's going; he might be the next superstar. And Dunn, who went in that deal as well, is going to be a good player. Cano can't hit his way out of a paper bag, and Diaz forgot how to pitch. I mean, you can't even trade Diaz right now, which there was some talk about two, about two weeks ago that maybe they'll trade Diaz. They're a bad team; don't need a closer. Get back some of that value that you traded away when you acquired him. Now you can't move him because he's terrible. Right now, there's, uh, he may not even be the closer. I think he still is the closer right now. But the Mets are praying he can figure it out over the next couple of days, couple of weeks, whatever it might be. Are they going to trade out? You're going to trade Zach Wheeler? You have to trade Dominic Smith, right? Because his value will never be higher than it is now, and you have no position for him. So you have to trade Smith. You have you probably have to trade Zach Wheeler. He's a free agent. He's not coming back next year. You got to get some value for him. You know, we had Matt Modica on. Uh, yeah. Joe and I, Matt Modica is a Met fan, and uh, you know, I was joking around that I'm going to poke the bear here. I'm like, you know, so Matt, <laughs> would you trade? Would you trade Zach Wheeler to the Yankees? Because the Mets won't. And I, I think that's idiotic, by the way. But they'll never trade Zach Wheeler to the Yankees. Now, unless the deal is by far better than any other deal. Who cares? You're in different. Uh, you're, you're, I agree. Different I agree with like, you. That's uh, that's uh, that's the thing. Like it's like wow. The hell the Jays made a trade within the division when we got rid of Hap, or you, or you, you give you give players away with teams in the division. Like I'm with you, George. The only thing and the only thing you have to worry about is what. So. We go all the way to the World Series and we meet you. We'll take our chances. And the Mets ain't going to the World Series. That's for sure. So, yeah, I'm with you on this one. I think it's ridiculous. But that, that's why the assets, Mets are yeah. a backwards organization. Yeah. Because the Mets right. think about publicity. They think about publicity. Oh, and being embarrassed if, uh, you know, Zealand wins a World Series with the Yankees. No. The only thing that should matter is the Yankees made me the best offer. Well, that's where he goes. It's really that simple. I don't care if the Yankees win the World Series. I got the best players from the Yankees. You know, nobody else was uh, ponied up. Boston didn't pony up. You know, Dodgers didn't pony Whatever it might be. The Yankees made the best offer. That's where he goes. You know Wheel is not coming back next year. You know that. So you have to get the best offer for him. You have to trade him by, by, by the 31st. It's really, it's really that simple. As I said, Dominic Smith, he won't go to the Yankees. But Dominic Smith, he has no place to play him. You got Peter Alonso. Looks like a, you know he's a star. That guy is Smith a star. is not an outfielder. Man, I love Peter Alonso. So I, do I. Alonso, he's becoming quickly one of my favorite players in baseball. Me too. You know, just to watch him, the enthusiasm that he loves to play, the home run derby. He can't rakes. wait to go there. And he also has a game. He no, does. He's, he's a monster. He's all, he, he's the most positive guy on what is a dumpster fire train wreck of an organization. So that's refreshing in itself. But uh, yeah, I got to give Seinfeld credit. He really uh, smoothed one in there for that strike and uh, the celebrity first pitch. I'm like, Jerry Seinfeld, like, eh. that ball almost looked like it had movement on it. Like the Mets should sign him up. That was, that was brilliant. <laughs> you, you know, he was that, practicing George? in a tunnel. Yeah, I saw it. He was practicing in a tunnel a long was, time. You don't see that very that often. You don't see people like smoothing one in there for a strike. You know what I mean? Like no, I see he's, people hit the cameraman like 90 degrees the other twice. way. Twice. Yeah, exactly. That same cameraman got hit twice. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's a, I'm impressed. I, I, I'm impressed by Seinfeld there. But yeah, no, I, I got to tell you something, George. I feel the same way about the Mets with you now. I had a parlay last night and I go, you know what, DeGrom, I put it in there. Stupid move. Minus 200. It was one of those ones like, you know, you just add the stupid game. I'm like, what a jackass I am. Like, that's the thing about these guys. Like it, does, like it doesn't matter if Degrom's pitching or whatever. Like they, they just like you can't take these guys at minus two hundred. That's like betting one hundred and one. You can't take the Mets in that price range. They are not a minus two hundred team. <laughs> they're, they're not scoring for Degrom. It's a it's a mental thing. It was the yeah. same thing last year when he's on the mound. They because the Mets have a decent offense. They should be able to score some runs. And who was pitching last night was Vlasquez. He's nothing. Yeah. Oh, he's horrible. He's nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's actually, actually one of the worst pitchers. Very inconsistent. Right. So that that should have been a, a win for it. But they, it's a mental thing with the Mets. It, it happened last year. It's why he didn't get all those wins last year, even even in his Cy Young year, because they can't score when he's on the mound. I've seen this. 
Listen, I, I've uh, I, it's, it's not the same thing, but I used to play in the United States Stickball League, which is a fast pitch league. <laughs> and George, <laughs> the United States. Stickball yeah, I had I, I had an arm back then. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was. We were in the Daily News. The Daily News had a section on us. It was great. Awesome. It was a lot of fun. But I bring it up. It was, uh, we, we played doubleheaders. Now, the one guy who would start for us in the first game, uh, his name was Doug. Uh, Doug threw really hard. I mean, really. When I, when I say it's a stick ball, you were, you were, they had a tennis ball without the fuzz. You know, they would burn the fuzz off, and you'd buy yeah. it from the, uh, the owner. And it, you, listen, you can whip this thing in really hard. I don't know how guys could hit. I couldn't hit to save my life, but I could pitch. But uh, so Doug, when he pitch. We knew we had to score runs from him. Doug threw hard, but he really had no idea where the ball was going. He's going to walk in some runs during the game. So you knew you needed to score runs. I was the exact opposite. I didn't throw as hard as Doug, but I wasn't walking anybody. And I would have to win games one nothing, 2-1, where my guys would score six runs for Doug. It was frustrating as all hell. <laughs> and we, we'd all laugh about it. They would never score runs for me. We'd always score runs for Doug. And this is what's going on with the Mets. They'll score runs, but they can't score for the ground. It's in their heads because they know, hey, he's only going to give up a run or two. We only need to score three. And we win the game. You know, and the Mets did get screwed last night. Hoskins was probably out at the plate, but they didn't have yeah. any challenges left because Tyler Way used it in the second inning. Dumb. So, you know, it's, it, it is what it is here, but they're not scoring runs for him, and this has been going on years now. So I've learned now. <laughs> I, I, I Listen, I lost money on the game last night, too. I did the same thing you. DeGrom Velasquez, I couldn't pass it up. But I'm learning now that I, I can't bet on DeGrom. Can't do it. Just can't do it. I'm, I'm learning. Let's just say, George, like when we were talking last week, it was like one of those beautiful weeks where you're getting the big, thick envelope. This week hasn't been the same. Lots of heartbreaking losses. Like yesterday, I had Tampa Bay plus one and a half. They lose by four in extra innings. It's like when you're betting and things go bad sometimes it's like they comes in they come in threes and fours heartbreaking losses decisions a canadian football league couldn't get a point where the team's on like the the one yard line they get stuffed you know what i mean it's just bad 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 like brutal results and then when things are rocking and rolling you know you get that extra run you get the touchdown everything's working out like right now i can't i, I can't get a sniff so i'm gonna need your help today buddy <laughs> gotta hit some winners this week's been, this week's, this week's been okay i uh, i've done okay uh, and certainly not like I was doing. I was, I was hot, really hot for a while. I had a good night Tuesday uh, when I would talk with you and Gabe. I think the only game I really lost was the uh, the Yankee Met over. Well, that Paxton. Oh yeah, we were on. Paxton we actually we were on the Mets that night. I know Gabe. I was on the Yankees. Mets. Yeah, yeah. Gabe, Gabe didn't like. I told us. him. Yeah, it was it was it was a trap line. We 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 finally uh, we we saw the dangers in the waters there. Like when the when you're getting the New York Mets uh, that low, you had a good feeling, and they uh, they scored late for us in that game, which they don't do uh, very often. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, I, think I lost the over. I won. I think I did both. I won both parlays that night, and I won the Red Sox. David Price came through. Had a good night that night. Hasn't been good so far the rest of the week. What are you going to do next week, though? I was mentioning it to Joe earlier, man. I hate the All Star break because there's there's yeah. nothing for me to do. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's like, I told you, I it's the one time when, where bookies go away, right? Like, it's like, uh, that's when they, it's, it's nothing almost to do. Like, yeah, the bookmakers call each other and they like all go to islands because I kind of, it's a small world in the gambling world, right? So I know a lot of different guys and certain friends in different parts of the city deal with other guys, but it's funny. It's like, you want to get a hold of these guys? We're on vacation for four days. Like, that's, that's their holiday. It is the only time in the sporting year where everything's gone. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you might get a Canadian Football League game one day. But, yeah, like the, the baseball all-star uh, festivities, that's when they go away. And then things start to ramp up after that. I'm with you, George. I need another habit. Like, I'm going to lose my mind. What are we going to do for the updates? I'm, Just give a list of every odds. He's 2-1, to 3-1, 4-1, 5-1, 6-1, 15-1. You know I mean? I'm praying. I'm there. praying that <laughs> I, have to, I, I actually want to ref. I actually, I never go, uh, text my boys to see if I can ref. Hey, I may actually text, please, let me, let me ref. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> me on i'll get yelled at please i have nothing else to do here you know there's no no games going on or anything like that i don't i won't bet on the all-star game that i certainly won't do uh maybe on the home run derby i mean i'm looking at the odds now on my site on the derby now but that's that's really a complete guessing game as to who's going they to already have that listed that. i'm looking around i can't even see any on mine yet so they they, yeah, they, they, they have I, it oh interesting interesting mine i got it on mine post. yeah who's the favorite right now yeah I, josh bell Josh Bell and Yellows were plus 300. We're two favorites. Uh, I don't mind that. I don't really I love don't it. I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't love it either. I got, uh, yeah, uh, Alonzo plus 400. I kind of like him. I, I think you have to too. be a big burly guy. Yeah. So uh, Guerrero is plus 450. So I think that's where I'm leaning right now. Guerrero or Alonzo. Jock Peterson, who I have no interest in, is plus 700. Acuna is no. also plus 700. Uh, Bregman, who... 
You know, I wouldn't be shocked if Bregman wins it, but it'd be boring home runs because he's not going to hit nine, you know, well, five hundred footers. He's plus eight hundred, and Carlos Santana, the hometown guy, plus nine hundred. It's a bracket, right? So, uh, yes, yeah. So this is the thing. So here we go. So Yelich is a one seed versus Guerrero. You got to you got to take the dog there, right? Like even though Yelich is a monster, I'm going to yeah. take Guerrero. Too much, and then Bregman versus Peterson. I love Bregman in that matchup. I'll be betting on that. Alonzo versus Santana. I think I'm going to take Alonzo. And Bell versus Acuna, yeah, I'll take Bell. So you kind of got an area. Yeah, I, get, I, I, I think betting the, the original matchups is the way to go. But uh, if you're looking at odds, I see the best I found is I see Guerrero at 6-1. to one. That looks pretty good. Maybe Bregman at 10. But uh, Guerrero at 6 looks to be the best. I don't think I'm going to be betting Bell and Yelich at uh, plus 300 or plus 350, George. A little bit too low for my liking. Yeah, I, the only I'm not going to bet this at all unless I'm home. If I if I'm not refereeing that night, then I'll probably do it just so I have some reason to watch this thing. Because, yeah, hey, I don't like watching this live. It's 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 slow. It's bo- it's a little boring. You know, if, am I going to have to hear Chris Berman go back, 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 back a thousand back, times? Back, I might back, just go back, back, back and jump off my roof. I know. It's, so um, we'll 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 see. If if I'm home, I'll I'll have to because I it will it'll be on. There's nothing else on. But if I'm at the rink, I'm just going to let it go, and uh, I'll record it and watch it when I get home. But I, I really don't want to watch it live. I have I just have very little interest. And you know, like I said, those three days, there is a baseball game Thursday night. They scheduled a national game, uh, Houston and Texas. It's on ESPN. I guess that, you know, once again, ratings can get one game back early. So uh, only three days of hell. Yeah, only three days of hell. It's uh, it's funny. I'm just on this site. This guy's making a case for Carlos Santana there. I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> a lot of pressure on the hometown guy. That's the only thing. I, yeah. I, I think Santana can do it. I, I like the big burly guys because I think when you guys swing so hard so many times, it takes a lot out of you. It's why I think Yelich gets, gets a break and that he faces Guerrero early because he might be able to eliminate him early because, once again, he'll be fresh. As it goes on, I don't think Yelich has a chance. I, I just don't think – I think you need a big burly guy like Guerrero, Bell. Santana's that kind of build there. I expect one of those guys to win this thing. But there's a lot of pressure on Santana playing at home. You know, oh, I think that, that could catch up to him. I also wonder this. Will Santana bat left-handed or right-handed? What, what does he think is the advantage there in Interesting. Cleveland? Very interesting. Yeah, it's a good call. I think he'll bat left. Yeah. That's a good. Can call. I bet on that? I'm going to bet he's going to bat. He's going to bat you know left. They, since there's going to be no games that night, they'll probably have a prop. If they have props for it, that'll be that'll be a prop. They'll ha- they'll have to throw something on the board, right? People will bet on anything. I so would, that that makes sense. He'll bat. He's going to bat left. By the way, that's where his power's from. He's going to bat left. So if there, there's a prop there, I'll definitely be hitting that heavy. But I don't think there'll be a prop. Not for, not for that. I think there'll be other props, but not for that one. And we'll see how far somebody can hit a ball here. Let's face it. When we watch this, that's what I want to see. Why? You know, Joe and I were bitching this morning. Why isn't Joey Gallo in this? That's another. How was he not? And how how was a Minnesota? I mean, how? Twin, how was a Minnesota Twin not in this thing? The damn teams hit 162 home runs before the All Star break, right? They said that's what I was doing. Like, I'm, I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like, okay, I'm looking at these guys going, okay. Like, I get, I like Vladimir Guerrero Jr., right? I like him. But I'm just kind of looking going, yeah, you know, like, there's other guys there, too. I, I'm with you. Like, I, I, I hate to say it, but Joey Gallo has done more from a home run perspective in the way he's played. Then, like, Guerrero, he's new. He's good. He's going to be amazing. And I get it, George. I get it, the name value and stuff. But when you look at Gallo, he, the guy's an absolute monster. Like, he definitely has to be in the home run derby. And the fact that there's not a twin in here is just stupid to me. But that's two changes I'd make. I have no problem with Guerrero being in it. I think he's built for this. I, I have no problem at all with Guerrero being in it. My problem is more Jock Peterson. Really? Yeah. Jock Peterson? Yeah, Jock he's, Peterson. He's in the home if run? you got to get gas uh, listen, guy, it's him. For sure. Maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe Gallo turned it down. We know a lot of players turned it down. Maybe Gallo mm-hmm. did. I didn't hear that he turned it down. But if they didn't invite him, someone needs to be fired. Because... Isn't, hey, he's having an all-star year, 40 home runs, uh, 20 home runs, batting 276, having an all-star year, and he hits the ball 9,000 feet. I want to see him hit it out of Jacobs Field. All right, that, that's what we want to see here. I don't want to see wall scrapers. I don't want to see home runs. I want to see obliteration of baseballs. That's what we want to see here in the home run derby. So if, uh, if Gallo didn't turn this down and no one invited him, really, someone needs to be fired because that, that's a joke in my mind. But um, knowing uh, he, he's coming off the injury, just came off the IL this week, so I imagine he did turn it down. But I would, I would have really liked to have seen Joey Gallo. Aaron Judge, of course, I would have liked to have yeah. seen, but he turned it down. I think Gary Sanchez turned it down, guys like that. I mean, I, I would have liked to have seen these guys because they can hit the ball a really long ways. 
that's why you got to respect Yelich. It's like one of those guys, like, they, he, he, hey, you want to do it? Yeah, I'll do it. I'm excited to do it. Oh, yeah, I think you talked about it, George. Oh, but but Yelich, what's going to happen to your swing? He's like, get bent. It's it's batting practice. Don't, <laughs> don't worry, fellas. I think I got this under control. See, if you're a professional player, you need to have that attitude. Me and more, more weekend update with me, Kurtz, and Angle coming up after a short break, everybody. We'll go through the boards. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to Weekend Wagers. I'm Cam Stewart. Hope everybody's having a great uh, Saturday afternoon, enjoying the long weekend, good weather. George Kurtz alongside Sean Engel. Just talking a little sports right now. We're going to get into the baseball board. Uh, I always like Sunday more there, George, because uh, we get those uh, early, earlier games and the live betting. It was sure a lot of fun in London. Oof. Ooh, gone, gone, gone. Double, triple, run, run, run. That was the best. How the hell am I going to get my over? Cue it up, hey, George. 11 runs in the next inning. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, the uh, last weekend was a, uh, was a Amazing. blast. Uh, sure I mean, was. my God. Uh, we're going to get that next year, too. Cubs and Cardinals are going to play in London. I imagine that the same, pretty much the same schedule we had this weekend. I mean, you're right. The Sunday shows are uh, more fun because we have all the 1 o'clock games. And basically, we don't have a 1 o'clock game today, which is just sad. I think we only have, we only have one show, one game, game at 2 o'clock, right? Yeah, at least really it's 2 o'clock. Yeah, it's not too bad. I wish there was a few. I think they should um, do more staggered starts. I don't think there's a real reason to have the afternoon games, and it's kind of puzzling to me, George. It's getting to be summer. I'd want to start a game earlier before it got real, real hot around like 3 or 4 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? I think it would make sense to like well, start 12.35 starts, 105 starts. Well, the reason they don't is purely a fan. I mean, fans have proven they'll come to night games more than day games. Huh. That's why. The, I go to more day games. The baseball teams, I prefer a day if game. If the baseball teams thought they were coming a day, they would have day. And they, they know it. That's why uh, a lot of teams don't. They had it for the what night. Do you, what do you weekend, prefer? They, they just throw more fans. What do you prefer? I probably prefer, I mean, if you're talking about the death of summer, probably the night case, man, it's hot. Yeah. You get to Yankee Stadium, man, with 40,000 people, and it's uh, 90 degrees and humid. You're dying. So I probably prefer, prefer more than night as well, but I don't mind either one. I mean, it, a game's a game to me. But if I had a choice, it'd probably be more night. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I like the day. You get there, party a bit, and then you still have your night. But, uh, that's just me. That's just me, George. But uh, yeah, what do you think of, of Strowman? He's not uh, going to be playing this weekend, and he could miss the All Star game too. Do you think something's a brewing? We've been talking about this for a while. There, George uh, almost basically had the you know uh, I love New York T-shirt on when he went to uh, Yankee Stadium there. But <laughs> I got to believe something's happening real, real soon right now. I know he's injured, but this also might be something a little bit more. Well, uh, Toronto has to be a little little scared now, right? Because the, they want to trade him. We know they want to trade him. They've been waiting to trade him since really the offseason. We heard a lot of news between Stroman and the San Diego Padres in the offseason. Uh, now he got this, uh, the pectoral cramp, is what they're calling it, when he uh, came out of his last start. Cramp means no big deal. You had a cramp, drink some water, you'll be fine. But then not going to start this weekend. You know, so let you know, is something else up? Or as you're saying, you know, are they protecting him? You know, I, I think this is a smart move by the Blue Jays and not starting him this weekend. Even if it is just a cramp. I don't think something's up. No, because I don't think anyone's trading for him right now until he pitches again. But give him uh, some rest. Give him the all-star break. My only issue is this. The Jays open up against the Yankees after the all-star break next Friday night. So I assume that's when Stroman's going. If not Friday, certainly Saturday or Sunday. If I'm the Jays, I'm not starting against the Yankees. Uh, you don't want him to get beat up. Right? You don't want that to happen, which means you open up against Monday. I don't, I don't know who their second series is against. But I'm trying to play this strategic if I'm a Jays. I want to make sure good call. that Stroman has a good start. Right? I, I know you, the other argument would be, well, you know, we started against the Yankees. We're showcasing him to the Yankees because that's a team that's very interested in him. I get that. But what if the Yankees destroy him for nine runs and four innings? He just killed his value. Killed his value. So I, if I'm a Jays, I'm doing everything that's smart to make sure, A, he's healthy, which I think he is, and, B, 
how I can get the most back for him. And as you said earlier, the Jays are not the Mets. They'll trade Stroman to the Yankees. They proved that last year. They traded half. They don't care. They want the best deal they're going to get here. So I'm, I'm curious to see how the Jays play this off. I think they're just being careful, though, this weekend. I think that's why he's not pitching. I don't think it has anything to do with the trade or something in the works. I don't think that's the case here. Stroman will be moved. And if I'm the Jays, though, after that pectoral cramp, I think one more good start where he proves that he's healthy, he moves after that. I don't want to take a chance he gets hurt again. Yeah, no, that's an absolute uh, brilliant way of looking at it, George, because you're, the Yankees, they hit everybody. Strowman goes in there, he gets rocked. Bye-bye trade value. It's just not good. They need a nice little showcase, nice little piece where he goes out there, delivers. Everything's okay. The injury's fine. Let's make a deal, right? Uh, no, I, I'm with you. That's a very, very good way of looking at it. We got some hockey news, too, there, George. Uh, Johansson to the Sabres, and I got to be honest with you, I really like what the Montreal Canadiens are doing. I know that the Aho thing is not going to... How many days is it? So what's the deal, George, with the Sebastian Aho? What are we looking at right now? Because they haven't really – did they have six days? Yeah, with Sebastian Aho, the uh, Canadians, and I, to their credit, you and I have been talking about this. Yeah. They made uh, – they gave an offer sheet. I think, I think it's the first time in the NHL an offer sheet has been given since 2013. So the Canadians gave an offer sheet to Aho uh, earlier this week. Uh, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes have seven days to match. They have not matched yet. That's a mistake that, people are making here. They haven't matched yet. Exactly. They have so, said they will match. That's, so they only they have just, a couple days talk. to match, correct? Yeah, they've got till I think, Monday to match. And they will. I, I, there's no way they won't. But it wouldn't shock me here if we're, you know, uh, trade talks are happening. Because that could still happen. Where if Montreal doesn't, if Carolina doesn't want them, they can talk trade with Montreal to get possibly more than a first, second, and a third. That's what, uh, that's what the offshoot would cost. If Carolina would let him go... Carol, uh, Carolina will receive a first, second, third round pick from Montreal. But the oversheet was for five years, $42.27 million, but it includes $21 million, so half the contract within the first 12 months. That was the kicker to try and get uh, Carolina not to match. But the owner came out right away and said they will match, but they haven't matched yet. You know, so you, it's, a, it's a game here. Like anything else, it's a game here to see what will happen here. But bottom line is... I don't think Aho's going to Montreal, not via the offer sheet. He may go via trade, although I don't think that's happening either. I think come Monday, they match and everything stays yeah. the same. I got to tell you, though, George, picking up Ben Cheria from the Winnipeg Jets, a nice move there. Cousins, a kind of an underrated defenseman. I like what the Montreal Canadiens are doing. They're going balls deep right now. Like, they're really going, you know what, we're in. They know they only have a couple-year window with Carey Price. Um, they're, they have a couple good young players on that team, you know. I, I, I kind of like the fact that they're, they're, they're going for it right now. So, And you know it's going to be competitive. The Panarin and the Rangers look younger, better. It's going to be a very, very interesting season. A lot of these teams are uh, getting a hell of a lot better. It's going to be a very competitive year. Oh, I agree. Listen, I mentioned to you last week, if I'm Montreal, I would go right down the line. All right, you gave an old sheet to Aho, yep. didn't work out. Yep. Right, Another guy. Trading points exactly. next. Exactly. Right? You don't exactly. Want, point doesn't work out. Let's let's go to Mitch Marner. You've already broken the dam. Right? You've already broken the dam. Let's go down the line here. Try and get somebody. I understand point and Marner would cost more in draft picks. I get it. But uh, I'm going for it from the Canadians. I like what they've done. And why, and why should uh, they care you, about the Leafs? Like, they've hated each other for, for, forever. It's right? your yeah. rival, right? You hate exactly. them. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's the four number ones you don't want to lose. Yeah. All right. I, I would sort of understand that. But you've already broken the dam, folks. Why not keep going here? You mentioned Marcus Johansson, two-year, $9 million contract with Buffalo. Uh, there were some thoughts he might go to the Islanders. The Islanders had plenty of cap room left, and he had played for trots. Uh, apparently not. So Buffalo Sabres get Marcus Johansson for two years, $9 million. And uh, Bennington and Truba, guys uh, filing for arbitration there. Interest, interesting with uh, Bennington. I thought, you know, he, this guy's just sitting there going, okay, well, he did it one time and went all the way, won the Stanley Cup there, George. So I got to believe uh, th- these guys are going to be getting paid uh, a nice little sum of money when you when you think about uh, the track record, what they've done. I know Bennington's a young guy, but winning the Cup, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah, he's, he's going to get paid, too. You know, a trooper is going to get paid as well. Rangers have uh, Rangers are a little interested. They have about eight million in cap room right right now, which trooper would take all up. Yeah, well, into the arbitration. But the Rangers have other moves they can make to open up even more cap room, including buying out Shattenkirk. They could yeah. do that if Please they so do. wish. Yeah. That, that. Shattenkirk hasn't been an effective player in a long time. Yeah, you got to buy it. No, that was that didn't work out so well here. So, uh, well, I think there's somebody else on the Rangers they can buy out too. I can't remember. It might be Stahl. Uh, 
I can't remember right now. Uh, they could buy out somebody else who to open up even more cap space, or they could trade Kreider. You know, they could certainly make some moves here. The Rangers are an interesting team now that they got uh, Panarin. That worked I agree, out very well man. for them. I agree. I think he took scary. He took less money to go there. He took less money to go there. The Islanders offered him more. Columbus offered more than both New York teams. But he obviously he wanted to go to the Rangers. Rangers, they they're not rebuilding anymore. Cam, they're there. Yeah, you know, I they're, agree. They're, they can compete. I you told can't you. tell me right now they're not better than the Islanders. So, oh, yeah. And so far, like the Montreal Canadiens, small, sneaky moves have been good. They're still all the way, though. They still need scoring. They can't do, you know, Domi Gallagher. They need another guy, to your point, making an offer sheet for a guy like Marner. I agree. I think the Rangers got, even with Lundqvist, it's probably his last season there. Georgiev's waiting in the winds. They have a good young, good young defenseman on the team. They're very good. Panarin um, on the power play. Uh, just The Rangers were a team I already thought were getting better. And then, then they got KK, Kako there. I'm telling you, George, like, in a year or two, these guys are going to be ready to rock. Like, this year is going to be good, and then after that, they're going to be, like, contenders, like, contending good. The question is, I, I follow up with that, what the hell are your Islanders doing? They've been really quiet. I know they signed one guy, but they've been one of the most quiet teams so far, George. Well, uh, I'll finish up with the Rangers first here. <laughs> it's, it's funny with the Rangers in this. Yeah, before I before I go on my little, uh, my little rant, uh, with, the, with the Rangers, I find it funny that you know, but, uh, and I agree with everything you said, by the way. I think they're going to be, uh, this year, they'll be in that 6-10 to 10 range in the yep. uh, conference, and then next year, then con- really go for it. But, but it, you know, for the years now, Cam, the Rain's the rain been all about Henrik Lundqvist, right? He's won them so many games, you know, the king, great goaltender, Hall of yep. Famer. And now he may, the goaltending may be their biggest worry. Because <laughs> don't, we don't know about yeah. Georgia. Can he handle the full-time load when that comes? And it's funny how the Rangers may have the defense and the offense, but we won't know about their goaltending as far as being that kind of team here. I just find that ironic when it comes to the Rangers. But uh, like I said, you can't tell me right now they're not better than the Islanders, better than the Hurricanes too for that matter. Now, about the Islanders. This happened last year too with the Islanders. When plan A didn't work, they scrambled. You know, when John Tavares left, all of a sudden, you know, he's trading for uh, – uh, Lou Lamorello, he's, he's traded for Matt Martin, and which really made little sense to me at the time because Toronto wanted to give him away. They could have gotten him from, I thought, cheaper. Uh, oh, he's, he's acquiring guys like, you know, I, just, I didn't understand the moves he made as far as some of the uh, acquisitions he made. I think the same thing's going to happen here. They wanted Panarin. It did not work. All right, Panarin did not come back, uh, did not sign here, even though the Islanders offered more money than the Rangers, about six, seven hundred grand more per year, he still left. So what's the next move here? Right now, this Islanders team is worse than last year. Yes. All right, you got Volumov instead of Leonard. I would have rather had Leonard. The, the, the Islanders screwed that up. All right, you signed Volumov for four years, 20 million? Uh, yeah, really? Volumov, he's 32 years old. The guy's right, that also, was stupid. He's I, also really inconsistent. Like, right, he's, he's, he's going to get bad. Hurt. He's bad. Like with Grice and Leonard, you know, at least they were consistently decent, George. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really love that move at all, to be honest with you. No, me, me. That that, that was pretty bad. Uh, maybe even downright terrible. Uh, yeah. Yes, you resigned a couple of your own players. You resigned Brock Nelson, yay. Jordan Eberle, yay. These guys aren't uh, Kunakel. You're worse than you are last year right now because you have yeah. volume up instead of Leonard, and you got Lee back. You got all your your players back here, and you lost Filipula. So you're still searching for a, four, a third or fourth line center. So like I said, I don't – the Islanders, I think, were caught off guard. I think they thought they would get Panarin. They didn't. Now, the Islanders have a truckload of cap room. They can make any big move they want here. I think they're still there. I forget who wrote it for the Athletic. It wasn't Arthur Staple who covers the Islanders. It was somebody else that they expect the Islanders to be – to make an offer sheet. And they, think it's, they still think the Islanders are going to make that offer sheet to Mitch Marner, which would make some sense. Because like I said, the Islanders can do. The Islanders can certainly structure any kind of oversheet where Toronto can't match. Not in year one. Yeah, so if the, if that's it, if that's a plan B, I think we, all the Islander fans would enjoy that. But I can tell you, I live on Long Island. I was at the hockey rink multiple times this week. Islander fans are pissed because they see this as happening again. I, I would you know, be even I, with Lamorello. I would be pissed. I would again. be pissed too because you guys. Here's the thing. When you're a team and you bring in trots and you go from the worst defensive team to amazing and, you know, you ran into a buzzsaw, which was the Carolina Hurricanes, whose goaltenders got hot, the Islanders did everything great. So now you're saying to your fan base, really? Well, oh, okay, well, we'll just do it again. We're not going to do it. Like, this is the time to pounce. This is the time to attack. This is the time, like... You're there. Like, you have a lot of really good players on your team. You have a good goaltending, a great coach in trots. Like, now, it just seems like, yeah, okay, status quo, status quo. It's annoying. Like, and, and yeah, you could use the excuse, you know, oh, yeah, the different buildings and the different ranks and stuff. I know it has something to do with it, but it's very disappointing, George, when you overachieve and then you don't do anything about it. 
That's the problem. I mean, listen, when it comes to the buildings, you, you and I and Gabe talked about this on Tuesday. Nobody's coming to the Islanders unless they have to because no one wants to play at the Coliseum and go, then go to Brooklyn. This will be different if they ever build this thing in three years from now, which apparently, from what I hear now, there's, gonna, there's Shovel, a new shoveling dirt that's going to be announced. No, no, not shoveling dirt yet, but that they're going to announce a $100 million. They're going to build a new train station there. That's a good sign. That, that is a is very a good, good sign because the only reason they're doing that is for the Island the Games there. But like I said, until I see shoveling dirt. But I'll say it again, Cam. Cam Stewart, you're a free agent. Multiple teams want you. They're all offering similar money. You're not going to the Islanders, Cam. You're just not because you don't want to play in two stadiums. The players all put on a happy face, but they all say the same thing, how much more, how much more they'd rather play at Nassau Coliseum than Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. No te- nobody wants to play in two, two different arenas. I mean, Brooklyn is a ways away from uh, Nassau Coliseum. Sure. It's oh, over it's, an hour, it's two crazy. hours. I and know. you can't drive there. No. You're, you're taking the train there. With, you know, it's, no one's going to want to do that. I'm not saying that's the sole reason they didn't get Panarin. I think Panarin wanted to go to the Rangers the entire time and really just using the Islanders to, to build up the price there. You know, but nobody who has a choice is going to go to the Islanders over another team, not unless they're dying to play in New York, you know, and the Rangers aren't an option. Because uh, uh, I wouldn't. Because I, I wouldn't want to play in two different how far, areas. And I want to know where my home Na- is. How far is Nassau to Belmont? That's not, not far at all. Not far at all. The traffic's not easy, mind you. Long Island no. traffic sucks. Oh, but it's I know. only about because we drove to Belmont when I covered like the the horse race, I had the third leg of the Triple Crown. I I went to New York City, did some other work, and then they sent me to, to uh, Belmont. And I'll tell you, that drive even from there to Belmont was craziness. Like it took forever. It's horrific. I grew up in Elmont. I lived in Elmont for 20, 20 years. I know the area very well in the Coliseum. Yeah. From where I grew up in Elmont, uh, the Coliseum was maybe 15, 20 minutes away, and Belmont was 510. You know, you go right down Hempstead Turnpike. Uh, so it, it's a much easier drive. Yeah, it's not a problem when there's no traffic, of course. Everybody, anybody who lives on Long Island knows there's always traffic here. Uh, it's, just, it's Long Island. There's, one, there's two ways off this island. That's it. You know, so there's a million people who live on it. So uh, it is what it is. But uh, that's why the Islanders were going to have tough, uh, a tough time drawing. Uh, that's why t- drawing for ages, because no one's going to want to come here. And this could be a problem for Mitch Marner as well. He may be looking like, oh, I'm not signing off a sheet. I don't want to do this either. Because, once again, even if this arena comes through, it is still three years away. Three years. It's not like, it's like oh, we'll have it next year, next season. Yeah. No, it's three seasons away here. Yeah. So that's going to be the problem here. And I wouldn't want, I said, I wouldn't want to deal with it either. So that's why I don't blame any of these free agents. And with Lou, I said, I think they got caught off guard last year where you didn't have a plan B. And I wonder if the same thing's happening this year. What's plan B? You didn't get Panarin. Well, I hope they, I, yeah, I hope they got a plan B and a uh, plan C and uh, whatever. You know, it's got to be frustrating, George. I know what it's like, uh, like the Blue Jays are like that, too. You know, you get close and then things are going to be worse for a hell of a long time. George and I will go through the baseball board. Sean on fire with NASCAR, too. All this in the second hour of Weekend Wager. Stick around, everybody.